The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 119. I'm Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation. We are here to talk about the 2020 schedule release to be determined if the 2020 schedule actually even happens. We'll see with the global pandemic that we're going through at the moment. But, uh, Brandon, how are you doing this late night on Thursday evening? Jimmy. You and all the loyal listeners out there who rate and review and subscribe and all those good things, you're all on 19 and 0 in my book. <laughs> Thanks, pal. I appreciate that. That's a good uh, Valentine's Day card. There you go. So should we just jump right in? Should we go week Let's one? Let's do it. So we're going to go uh, you know, win-loss here, and then I guess just along the way, we'll go through what we see as sort of intangible advantages uh, in each game. So week one, starting off with the Washington team as they have done three times since uh, 2013. 2013, of course, was that, I mean, that's one of the greatest opening, you know, opening week games I've ever seen. Like that first, that first chip game was really amazing. For as bad as Chip's tenure wound up being, that was awesome, that game in in Washington, where we saw like the uh, hurry up offense unfurled. And then uh, they played them week one, in uh, the Super Bowl season, down Not there, important. and they won. And then uh, they played them week one last last season. And they uh, Deshaun Jackson had the big game, and then we never saw from him again. So, week one, win or loss, Brandon? I win. I think it's nice to always start your season with a division rival, in my mind, because it kind of like sets the tone. You're feeling good if you get that win over a, a division opponent, even if it's a lesser one. Uh, Washington coming into the season with... Dwayne Haskins, who, again, had a pass rating in the 70s last year. I know he played his, a good game against the Eagles, but, uh, you know, he's a second-year quarterback who could really use these offseason reps that he might not get. Uh, Ron Rivera, new head coach in Washington, not getting the offseason reps for his new system. Yeah. The Eagles start off with a win. Yeah, that's a big point that you make there. And there's a maybe an argument to be made that a new head coach will be more difficult to prepare for, but there's nothing new about Ron Rivera. <laughs> like, Doug Peterson prepared for his defense in – 2017 and in 2018 when he was with the Panthers. So there won't be any major surprises there. But as you mentioned, 
they have the the you know the Washington team has the disadvantage of not having that full off season off season uh, training schedule to get the team up to get their team up and ready. And I think they're just kind of sitting ducks there for the for the Eagles week one. So week two, uh, the Eagles drive back up ninety five to Philly. And they will be welcoming the Los Angeles Rams, who have to fly uh, across the country for to the East Coast to play a 1 p.m. Sunday game. Brandon, what do you got there? Yeah, I always like to bet against the West Coast team playing that 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time start for them. So disadvantage there. I will also say Doug Peterson owned Sean McVay. Indisputable. <laughs> Never lost against him. And... Give me Carson Wentz over Jared Goff, who has a 82 passer rating. Again, that's an 82 passer rating in his last 24 games played. Eagles Is that start right? 2 and 0. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be good this year, the Rams. I think they're uh they're going to fall off in that NFC West. I mean, they've depleted their draft picks because they've traded a lot of they traded so many of them away, but their offensive line is in big big trouble, and I think uh that's going to be a a difficult season potentially for them, and they, they may be on their way down. So uh, week three, uh, you have the Bengals. The Eagles stay home. You have the Bengals coming to town. Of course, the new starting quarterback there will be, assuming he doesn't get hurt, the young Joe Burrow. What do you see week three, Brandon? It's another situation, you know, where you have a younger quarterback not having that offseason. Yeah. And I think Joe Burrow's probably going to be good from the jump, even despite that, because I just think he's super talented. Um, but I just don't think the Cincy – since he roster has enough and uh, press Taylor gets a win over his older brother, Zach Taylor. Okay. Uh, so Eagles start three and zero. How about that? Yeah. So this is the game that you look at on the schedule and you go, there's no way they lose this game. Much like Draft game, much, much, much <laughs> like the way that you looked at the dolphins game last year, uh, which, you know, didn't exactly work out uh, as sort of expected. Uh, Can I take a whiff for a sec, Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> oh, did you pick I, the I dolphins looking, in that game? Well, I was well, looking back last year. I was looking back last year at my uh, schedule predictions at this time, and I was like, I, I wrote in there, I was like, man, there's something about Ryan Fitzpatrick that scares me about this game, and uh, <laughs> sure enough, I was I was right to say. Well, that. did you pick? Did you pick the Eagles to win that game? I picked them to win, but I, I did okay, say well, that Ryan Fitzpatrick. Count, man. No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a genius. I'm just saying every once in a while I get dumb and uh, I get some dumb luck on my. I'm side, not going to so. allow a whiff on that one. Sorry. Here, here's my other logic on this game too. By the way, so like. My logic is you prefer to get your your weaker opponents early in the schedule, and uh, maybe maybe uh, state it differently. You prefer to get your stronger opponents later in the season, and the reason why is because NFL really is so dependent on injury luck, where you know early season good teams becoming you know sort of late season bad teams is more of a common occurrence than the opposite of that. Like early season, bad teams becoming late season, good teams. Um, so, you know, you may as well get the bad teams early and the good teams late since the good teams like might lose a quarterback or something like that. Um, so it, the way this schedule kind of plays out, you get the team that drafted second in the 2020 draft in Washington week one. And then you get the team that, you know, the only team in the league that had a worse record than them, uh, week three, so I think that's pretty advantageous. And if they can start off three and zero, obviously that's a great way to to start your season off and kind of sets the table for the rest of the season. So we both have them at three and zero yes. going into week four. Yeah, maybe okay. a little over optimistic, even though the opponents aren't great. But mm -hmm. I can't pick a loss in any of those three games, you know. So I don't yeah. know. Week four, 
I think we'll probably both have our first loss coming here. They travel to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. What do you got? Yeah, I'm not really scared of Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he's like particularly threatening, but Kyle Shanahan is. Like, I, I think yes. and the, the Niners have a lot of talent to scheme up, and I just kind of wonder about the Eagles offense and like if they have enough truly to kind of keep pace with what San Fran can score. And I just think uh, the 49ers win that one. And, and and really just, you know, beyond like going opponent by opponent, I just don't think the Eagles start out 4-0. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have them losing here. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't have anything more to add than that. I mean, their defense is awesome. So, um, you know, you probably expect some sort of decline there. Like you kind of saw with the Bears when they had that great defense in 2018 and they weren't quite as good in 2019. Uh, but, you know, as you mentioned, they lost to Forrest Buckner. But, yeah, I, I see that as a loss going across the country to face a really good team. So week five, they are on the road again. So they got to travel all the way out west, come back, and then short trip. But they play in Pittsburgh to face the Steelers, a team that I don't know how they won eight games last year with those two garbage backup quarterbacks that they had in Mason Rudolph. And I forget the, I always forget the duck guy's name, but he was even wor- he was even worse than, than Rudolph, in my opinion. So, I mean, that's a team that has, again, another that they face back to back teams with awesome defenses. Uh, it's a good roster. And, you know, I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger is cooked or not at this point in his career, but I still see that as kind of a difficult opponent. Well, how do you see that game going? Jimmy, a little trivia question here for you. How many losing seasons have the Steelers had since the year 2000? I know they got a few eight and eights in there. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with none. They've had one. One, okay. It was with uh, Greg Maddox as okay. their starting quarterback in 2003. So, so they've never had a lo- – Yeah, I bring this up because they've never had a losing season under Mike Tomlin. Okay. So. I think there's this like sentiment out there that like the Steelers are kind of just bad now. Like they've never been bad, yeah. or they haven't been bad. I mean, you know, there's obviously years where they haven't been like great or good, but they're never like a flat out just bad team. Yes. So, uh, like, I'm not just expecting an easy win here. Uh, the Eagles are only two and five in their last seven games against Pittsburgh, dating back to the '60s, which doesn't mean everything, but just point being, like, they don't always just go out there and win. So, uh, I have this as a loss as well. Actually. I do too. Yes. Uh, okay, Green so two. week six, another tough – this is a tough stretch, by the way. So week four, you have at the Niners. Week five, you have at Pittsburgh. And then week six, this is their early season tough stretch. They have another tough stretch later in the schedule. But the Ravens come to town. The 14-2 and two Ravens of a year ago come to town, that is. Uh, that, that's a tough game, too. Yeah, I mean, you're facing last year's MVP in Lamar Jackson, who, you know, could regress a little bit after having such an awesome year last year, but it's still probably going to be pretty – uh, tough to defend. He's pretty good. You know, I wonder with the Ravens kind of like really being reliant on their run game in some ways, if that's maybe a matchup that Jim Schwartz, yeah, you know, like a little work uh, exceptionally in his favor since he loves to stop the run. Uh, I actually have the Eagles winning this on okay. my BGN prediction, but it wouldn't be fun if I just really copied and pasted the same exact thing into podcast form. So uh, I'm going to diverge a little bit. And say they lose this game. I got. A I, lo- I was on I the fence about here. this one. Okay, <laughs> I got. A, yeah. I got a loss here. I mean, you, the point that you make is sort of the argument that I would have for them winning this game. In that, uh, you know, the the strength of the Ravens' offense is their rushing attack, and then the strength of the Eagles' defense has always been sort of their rush defense. So, <laughs> like you marry that up, and they can win this game. But I think they're a little too much. I think the Ravens are a little too much for for the Eagles this year. So I, I'm, I got them now at three and three, and I guess you do now too. 
So far, so we're identical so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, week seven, Thursday nighter. Finally, the Eagles get a home game on a Thursday night. Although uh, they face a team that only has to make a short trip down the New York, uh, excuse me, the New Jersey Turnpike in the New York Giants. How do you see that one playing out? Eagles are twenty and four in their last twenty four games <laughs> against the Giants. They always beat the Giants. I am not going to pick the Eagles to lose to the Giants no, until I see the Giants actually beat them. Like, what's the point? Right. Yeah, me too. Joe Judge, by the way, I'm already out on him. I'm wow. already out. Haven't seen him coach a game yet. Already out. Like the whole Let's hear it. the whole deal about him not calling any players by name or his quarterback by name or like it's just so high school Harry garbage. <laughs> like it doesn't work in the NFL, and it's not going to work. And I just can't see it. I think uh, if I'm a Giants fan, I just want to fast forward to the next head coach. I kind of forgot that Jason Garrett was the offensive coordinator here. Like I know I I knew that in my head, but yeah. like I kind of I was like, oh, that's going to be different. You know, that's going to be weird seeing him on the Giants sideline clapping instead of the Cowboys sideline. I think he'll be fine in that role, by the way. Sure, because his biggest downfall was managing the game. It's weird because, like, I think you uh, – I made this point too, but you really hammered home this point. It was like, you know, the, the scene in Office Space where, you know, that they're interviewing the, the guy. Like, everyone's trying to save their job or whatever. He's like, what exactly would you say you do here? Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't he call, call the, the plays. plays. <laughs> he just sort doesn't of – doesn't pick the players. <laughs> right. <laughs> it didn't seem like he was doing all that much. He did take a lot of blame, though, after their losses, though, so – he did do that, yeah. but his game management was was usually pretty awful. Uh, they they lost some games because of some of his uh, you know late game conservative uh, decision making. So anyway, uh, he won't be in that role with the Giants. He'll be fine, maybe as an offensive coordinator. But uh, I do agree with you there that until I see the Giants beat the Eagles, I will continue to pick the Eagles to beat the Giants. Same thing with the Washington team, by the way. Too, you can just put me in for for a win week seventeen against them. By the way, spoiler alert. <laughs> so uh, week eight. Uh, Eagles stay home and they face yet another uh, division rival. They get a little bit of extra uh, preparation time for them and rest uh, coming off that Thursday game. They face the Dallas Cowboys week eight. Who you got? I have a loss here, Jimmy. Okay. I know the, the extra time, but I'm just, I'm envisioning, you know, Darius Slay. Okay, great. He's going to cover Amari Cooper, but, uh, you know, you got to cover that CD Lamb guy too. And, uh, you know, when you look back at the matchup between these two teams, They've kind of had like a weird home and away thing. It's kind of it wasn't the case last year, but yeah. in years past, it's been where like the Cowboys win in Philly and then the Eagles win in Dallas. Like I don't know why that is, but they've kind of had that in the past. And uh, I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think the Cowboys are gonna be involved in a lot of shootouts this year, and I think I just have them edging out the Eagles. So I saw like an over under for you know wins, and uh, they had the I don't I don't remember if the Eagles were. It's funny that I don't remember the Eagles, but I do remember the Cowboys. The Eagles were either 9 or 9.5. The Cowboys were 10. 10 is, like, too high. <laughs> like, I get – like, they had a great draft. In fact, I, I, when I, I do grades for each of the other three NFC's teams, I gave them an A-, minus, which is probably the best grade I've ever given them. So I am fully on board with their good draft. But, I mean, that doesn't make an offseason. Like, they lost Byron Jones. They lost Robert Quinn, Travis Frederick. Um, Randall Cobb, who will be replaced by CD Lamb, of course. Um, Malik Collins, uh, and then some lesser guys like Xavier Sofilo, Jeff Heath, uh, Kerry Hyder, and so on down the list. So they lost a lot of players this offseason. They didn't do much to sort of replace those guys. Like they replaced Collins with, you know, a couple 
older defensive tackles and like Gerald McCoy and Dontari Poe and stuff like that. But I think they're like they're there's some or they're I guess they're you know their their net gain or loss or whatever. I think I would say they took a loss this I think they got worse this offseason than they got better, even with that great draft. I got a win here for the Eagles. I think okay. the, I think the Eagles are better. Still, I think I think they're better. So week nine, week nine, the Eagles have a bye. Bye. Do you think the Eagles will defeat the bye or no? Because last year they lost to the bye. They got more hurt coming out of the bye than they did <laughs> going true. into it somehow. Which is they lost to the bye in 2016 too. Like they started off three and zero, and then uh, they lost that uh, Lions game in disappointing fashion. And yep. uh, that that but still that bye kind of ruined their momentum. It did in the early part of that season. Whereas, you know, you're hoping for the bye, but the bye came so early that year, it just sucked for them. This is a good spot for their bye. First of all, week nine it's, is far off, far enough along yeah. in the offseason. And then for somebody who is like, who has OCD problems, I do like that it exactly cuts the season in half. Yes. I love that. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's nice uh, and uh, symmetrical. The Eagles, by the way, really... do not face another team coming off their bye this year. Last year, they had three. They yes. had the, the Jets, the Seahawks. And the and uh, the Patriots and they lost two of those games two of, and those both of those games were at home and both of them were winnable and they were banged up in both of those games if I recall like I know Lane Johnson was at least out for the Seahawks game I think they had a bunch of guys out against the Patriots too the Jets they just wobbled because they were playing you know Luke Falk but uh, the two like legit teams that came in after their bye uh, they beat the Eagles last year so there's you know obviously that's not nothing I think that is a big advantage not having anyone coming off their bye. Yeah, and to add real quick there, the, the Patriots also kind of canceled out with the Eagles by. Oh, the Eagles right, yeah, their, yep. They, they didn't they didn't get, but but saying that as a negative for the Eagles, like they yes. didn't get to, the chance to have extra rest, yes. a, a full buy on the opponent, like they just got a neutral. So uh, why don't we take a break here, sure. Jimmy, before we get into the second half of the Eagles' 2020 schedule. Back after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back here on BGN Radio, giving you a 100% accurate, you can take it to the bank, <laughs> Eagles 2020 predictions for a schedule that will definitely be played fully on time. Jimmy, what do we got ha- You have them four and four so far. I have them at five and three through the first Correct. Of the season. So coming off the bye, two different ways to look at this. They're, they play the Giants. On the one hand, it's a divisional rival, and those games are super important. So... I kind of think it's a good spot to get the buy, even if it's the team that you've kind of owned over the past. Like, as you mentioned, they're 20 and four in their their last 24 mm-hmm. games against them. I saw that you mentioned this where, you know, it's, a, it's you know, it's not a great team. So maybe you want to have a better team coming off your yeah. buy. Uh, I'm fine with with who they got after the buy, but they, they do come back after the buy and they get the Giants, you know, put me down for a win over the Giants all day, every day. Yep. It's uh I don't know what you can say. Like, what? How are the Eagles or how are the Giants beating the Eagles? Like, maybe Daniel Jones really like takes off, but is he really going to do that in an off season again where it's shortened? And uh, we already said where, or at least you said, you're not the biggest Joe Judge guy. I'll, I'll give him a chance. I will, I'm not. I'm not writing him off. Just I'm already yet. writing him off. He's done. That's fair. I'm not saying it's unfair. <laughs> I'm just saying I'll, I'll, I'll see what he can do. Uh, we all, you know, looked at Doug Peterson as the unheralded hire. <laughs> 
and uh, I worked for the Eagles. Maybe it'll work for the Giants. I don't know. But yeah, so I have the Eagles winning this game as well. So week 11 is kind of a tricky opponent. They play in Cleveland against the Browns. You know, I don't, it's a team that like, you know, I didn't watch much of last year, but you know, I, I fully understand that they had a wildly disappointing season. Obviously guys got fired and such. Um, Odell Beckham was literally pleading to the other team's sideline during games trade for me. So that's <laughs> not good. Uh, but you know, they, they play in Cleveland uh, week 11. What do you got? I think it was winning this game. I think uh, I'm not really in on Baker Mayfield, especially after watching him last year. Yeah. Maybe the new coaching staff will get more out of him. But again, no offseason. And uh, this is actually significant because it's Carson Wentz's first game in Cleveland, you know, not counting when he traveled there in the preseason in mm. 2018. This is his first, you know, real NFL game there. So that'll kind of be interesting uh, storyline that week as the team who passed on him. And uh, I have Mr. Darius Slay locking up Mr. OBJ in this game. And I have the Eagles winning. Okay. Yeah, I've been winning too. I mean, the, the way that I look at the Browns is, you know, they were the team that like people were kind of picking to go from, you know, not being a good team Every for a year. while to maybe they, maybe they kind of do something and they make the playoffs. And I would equate that a little bit to, I mean, they don't have the same kind of talent level as, as the 49ers, for example, but the 49ers were kind of that team for a little while in the NFC where like people were like, Maybe a little early on predicting them to sort of get over the hump and get into the playoffs, uh, and then they finally did. I don't. I think maybe the Browns have a chance to be that because they do have a lot of talent on their roster. It's just a matter of kind of putting it all together. But I don't think their I don't think their coaching staff is like is gonna it's gonna be like as good as you know Kyle Shanahan and and uh, you know the crew over there. So I don't I don't see them sort of making that big leap, and I think they are going to be very beatable that. In, in week 11. So week 12, Seahawks come to town. Who do you got? I know you're I know you're a huge Russell Wilson guy. Yeah, he's probably my favorite player in the NFL, especially if we're going non-Eagles edition. Like I, I just, I've always loved Russell Wilson. Oh, so Carson Wentz gets hurt in this game and the Eagles own Russell Wilson. Jalen Hurts comes into the game and he leads him <laughs> to a win. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I actually do have the Eagles winning here, which okay. really is more a heart over my head pick here because yeah. the Eagles never beat Russell Wilson. It's so difficult. But I guess the way I'm looking at it is like they, they have to do it at some point, right? Like they're going to beat them eventually. They're due. Law of averages. Can't, you know, can't argue with that. And <laughs> I feel like the team is really going to want this one. Like they're they're really going to want it's It's Monday Night Football. They're going to be like, you know, this is the game. Or, you know, freaking Clowney knocks out our quarterback last year. And they embarrassed us twice like last year. Like let's uh, well, embarrassed is maybe not the right word, but you know they they beat them twice last year, and I think the Eagles are just really going to want this one more, which is a very football guy thing to say, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'll give the Eagles a win. It's a Monday nighter, by the way. Not, not that that means anything, but um, uh, I'd be hypocritical if I said just chalk me up for a win over the Giants in Washington until I yep. see them, until I see you know either of those teams beat the Eagles. So. Until Very I fair. see, the, until I see the Eagles beat the Seahawks, I'm going to keep picking the Seahawks over and over and over again as the Eagles. I got a loss here. Yep. Week 13, Eagles at Packers. Eagles stole a win in Green Bay uh, a season ago. Packers wound up 13 and three, made it to the NFC Championship game, got their asses kicked by the 49ers. 49ers just ran it down their throats all day. That was an embarrassing loss for them. Um, anyway, they have some uh, drama going on there now. They they, they drafted uh, Jordan Love 
if you think it's bad here in Philly with uh, the Eagles taking a <laughs> second round quarterback, I can see it a little bit more in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is getting up there in age. But they took one in the first round. I think their draft was just widely panned by every draft analyst there was. I don't know what they did otherwise in, in free agency. You know, still a difficult team with Aaron Rodgers uh, at the helm. What do you got there? Yeah, I think Paul Domowicz noted that this is the Eagles' first game at Lambeau in December ever. They've never played oh, there okay. this late. So that's a little interesting. Could be a, a snowy game. Uh, it should be very cold, snow or not. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is, you know, we're starting to see decline from him. But, like... <laughs> After watching him against the Eagles defense last year, uh, you know, I think he can still have some success. I'm also uh, getting visions of like Andre Dillard starting in this game, whether <laughs> he is the starting left tackle this season or Jason Peters gets hurt either right, way. Right, right. And like I could just see like Zadarius Smith like just freaking like owning him. Like uh, I, I'm a big fan of Zadarius Smith. I, I think he could just have like a monster game. Uh, it should also be noted the Eagles are coming off Monday Night Football as we kind of mentioned, the Seahawks. So this is a short week for them, too, and I just think that's tough. Like Yeah, Green just Day. like in 2019, too. That was a Thursday game that they, uh, yeah. they went to Green. That was, that was a tough game for them to win. That was their, I think that was their best win of the season last year. Uh, that yeah. that, that so, or Dallas. Yeah, week 16. Yeah. Yeah, so I have this as a loss. What about you? I have it as a loss as well. For, for okay. <laughs> I think you said it better than I will. Uh, so week 14, uh, another this, – this is their second tough stretch, by the way. So you have the Seahawks. Uh, coming to coming to town, you have the Eagles going to Green Bay um, in December, and then you have the Saints, another team that just beats the Eagles every time they play Week 14. Who you got there? All right. So the Saints, this is their third straight road game, right? Yes. This is also a descent. Well, little context here. You know, I always used to kind of have this mindset like the Saints, you know, they're scary in the Superdome, but they're not so tough on the road. Right. Sean Payton has only lost five out of their last 25 road games, and uh, <laughs> one of those was – last year when Drew Brees got hurt against the Rams and another one was the Minnesota Miracle. So so yeah, even right. out of those five losses, like, you know, some of them easily could have been wins. I added here my write up that the Eagles kind of uh, equalized the Taysom Hill, you know, matchup advantage that the Saints <laughs> have on the Eagles because the Eagles have their own Taysom Hill now and Jalen Hurts. Right. So that's equal. But uh Kind of going to the theory of like owning another team that we talked about. Like the Saints have owned the Eagles. And uh, I could just envision like Malcolm Jenkins having a big game in this one. And I actually wrote <laughs> right. that uh, they're gonna, the Eagles are going to lose in overtime. So it'll be a close game. It'll be closer than the past Eagles-Saints games. But uh, Malcolm Jenkins is going to have a pick six for the game-winning score. It's going to hurt real bad. Okay, so here's where I will be a hypocrite. And I will pick the Eagles over the Saints here. Because wow. I do think there is a difference between... Um, you know, the Saints playing on the road. And, I, you know, without looking, my guess is that a lot of those road games are, you know, in Tampa where the weather isn't mm-hmm. going to be – where the weather's still going to be nice. In Carolina where it's not going to be that bad really. Uh, in Atlanta where it's still a dome anyway. So, I mean, again, without looking, I don't, I don't know exactly where they're playing. But you get into December weather in Philadelphia and, you know, Drew Brees is still going to be a great quarterback, but – it's not going to be the same as when he's in a dome in New Orleans. I mean, that that's we can agree on that, right? So, like, I think that uh, it does sort of minimize their the the effectiveness of of their offense when you have a you know a, when you put them in a, a cold weather climate. And uh, you know, as you mentioned, the Eagles being the third of three straight road games that's a big deal. Like, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that like teams that have to do that, their winning percentage in that third game is very low. So that's a huge yeah. advantage for the Eagles, and uh, I think they, I think they, it, whereas I think they'll lose to the Seahawks week twelve. 
I do think they're finally going to get one in the W column week 14 against the Saints. Yeah, the last thing I'll say there is I feel like Breeze has kind of lost steam as seasons have gone along in recent years, too. That's also true, yes. So uh, that could be a case here, too, with the Eagles. I I would say it's good, certainly, that the Eagles are playing them later in the season uh, than than earlier, as you kind of talked about with playing the bad teams in the beginning. So so I I have it over time. I have it being a close game, which is progress from the last time they played the Saints, but I just – I don't know. I just think the Malcolm Jenkins factor is going to be interesting that week. Week 15, they head out to Arizona. This game might have been in uh, Mexico City had they not yes. changed that. The Eagles were prime candidates to to uh, play in Mexico City this year. It didn't work out that way because of the global pandemic. Canceled all the uh, international games. But the Eagles head out to Arizona. It's a tricky game against this Cardinals team. I don't, mm. know, what to, I don't know what to make of this Cardinals team yet. I can sell you on them if you want me to. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I want to say like Cliff Kingsbury, Sean McVay guy. So I'm already kind of out on him by default. But <laughs> t- being a little bit more objective about it, when you look at uh, the Cardinals offense, they finished seventh in DVOA last year. Okay. Uh, they were last in 2018, obviously, when they were like the worst team in the league. Josh uh, I thought I saw some promising Sam things. Sam Bradford. Uh, yes. I thought I saw some things out of Kyler Murray at a rookie as a rookie that were like encouraging. And now he has DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, the Eagles don't have Malcolm Jenkins anymore to kind of shut down Larry Fitzgerald, who always kills them. So, uh, and I also think now, and I have no idea how this really factors in in terms of crowd noise, if there's even going to be crowds or whatever. But I feel like like the Cardinal Stadium is, might be like one of the more underrated, tougher places to play. Like I, I feel like it can be a tough environment, like more than you would expect for like a you know what you would perceive like oh there's a lot of retired people there they don't really care i don't know like i, I think it's 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 a decent place uh, in terms of challenging the play so i think i have the uh the cardinals winning this game here especially because like they might be a team that benefits like as the season goes along because they're kind of like a younger team figuring it out and they might piece things together by the end of the year I actually have the cardinals winning this game yeah that's the only stadium in the schedule that i haven't been to yet is uh i've been to, i've been out to arizona a couple times for owners meetings but i've never been to that stadium so i can't i i have no insight on whether it's difficult or hard to play there or not um but yeah in addition to larry fitzgerald and uh deandre hopkins who you mentioned you know they got um christian kirk too is a good receiver too so they have sort of the you know the one two three punch at wide receiver similar to the cowboys yeah i i think the, they're going to be a, a hard out but i don't think they're there yet i think the eagles okay. handle their business out in arizona that's, that's actually another tough stretch here. So we talked about the the tough stretch earlier in the season, but from weeks yeah. 12 to 16, you have the Seahawks, you have at the Packers, Saints at home, at the Cardinals, and then coming up on week 16 here, Eagles at... Oh, sorry. Did you have a win or a loss for the, for the Cardinals there? Against the Cardinals, Cardinals. win. So okay. Eagles loss. Okay. So I have a win there. Eagles at Cowboys, week 16. I know you're going to go I, in here because you took a you gave him a loss before. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote that in my prediction too. It wouldn't be yeah, a I true know, schedule prediction. I know prediction. you wouldn't have them getting swept by the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, I might. Some people think I'm being too negative with this team. Some people might expect that from me. But no, I, I think the Eagles will win in Dallas in a game You know where their back's up against the wall. I mean, Doug Peterson, he's December Doug, right? He's 12-3 and three yeah. in games in week 15 and later over the past uh, three years here. So... The Eagles go down to Philly. It's or sorry, down to Dallas. It's another shootout, but they uh, they win this time. Uh, I have the Eagles losing this one only just wow. because that's just you know I'm not going to have them sweeping the Cowboys. I have them beating them earlier. You have them losing earlier, so let's just flip them. Okay, and that's my analysis on that. Week 17, they come back home. They started the season 
in Washington. And they That's kind of weird, right? They closed the season with Washington coming to Philly. Yeah, a little bit. Because those are like two potentially hugely different teams, like, you know, but between injuries and everything. Like yeah. there, there's so much that could change between week one and week 17 that uh, kind of a funny uh, thing to watch there. Both are uh, ideal yeah, for I the mean, Eagles, though, <laughs> in my yeah. opinion. Wait, wait, why? Well, I think it's I think it's ideal for the Eagles to get them week one and oh. week 17. I thought you said raw deal. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 oh. no, no. Ideal for them to, to get Washington to open and close the season. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, Ron Rivera is the kind of guy who I think is going to have his players playing, like, respectively. So I'm not just, like, having the Eagles blowing out Washington in this game. But uh, I have the Eagles winning. So, yeah, I mean, week one, you know, we've mentioned why they'll be, uh, you know, an, an ideal opponent because shortened offseason, won't be able to get up to speed. And at the same time, new head coach, but they already know all about him. So no surprises, blah, 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 not a good team. Uh, week 17, that's, like, classic quitting time for, for teams that like you know are already eliminated so i don't think like there's a lot of quitting going on in the nfl um throughout like the back half of the season for teams that are really bad but once you get to week 17 i think that does happen quite a bit and it's got the potential to happen in uh in this game in my opinion so i think the eagles just kind of walk all over them in week 17 here if okay, the eagles so have some if the eagles have something to play for there anyway so why don't we take a quick break here and then we'll get to our like final record and kind of final thoughts on all of this. Okay. Back after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on BGN Radio, 119, for our final thoughts on the Eagles 2020 schedule. Jimmy, I have the Eagles finishing at 9 and 7 in this podcast activity. I have them finishing 10 and 6 on my post on Bleeding Your Nation. So I'm kind of uh, pulling a bow wolf here and, and splitting the difference and putting two different opinions out there so I can make myself look right, <laughs> uh, depending on which version I want to use. Uh, but but seriously, though, I was I was in between that 9 and 7 and 10 and 6. So uh, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I, had them 10, I have 10 6 here. So that's probably right on par with uh, where I would imagine Vegas has them at 9.5. So we kind of... We're on, we're on each side of that, I would say. One thing that, that I didn't say uh, on uh, the Week 17 game is uh, it's also ideal to get a home game to close the season, especially for – I mean, not especially for, but four teams that make the playoffs because you don't want to go into the playoffs with a road game if you're, you know, if you're a wild card especially. Like you look at like the Eagles 2018 season, for example. They closed the season in Washington – and then they had to go to Chicago and play a playoff game there. They won that. They advanced. They had to go to New Orleans and play on the road there. So those are third straight road game. And, you know, they're kind of worn out by then. And then, you know, had they won that game, then they got to they got to go to L.A. So ideally, you want to close your season at home. I mean, even if, like, win the division and you get a home game or you have a bye or whatever, it's still ideal just to be – just to not have to travel back on that week 17 uh, week. So I, I, I do like that they, that they're, if, I, if I'm the Eagles, I do like that I have that home game week 17. 
I also wanted to add one thing I forgot to mention that makes the Seahawks game even tougher. The Seahawks actually play on Thursday Night Football the week before. So they okay. have a little bit extra rest for that game, too. So that's an, an even other reason to really not take the Eagles against the Seahawks, as I did for some foolish reason that I'll look back on and uh, kick myself for later. But uh, what do you think is the realistic ceiling for this team, Jimmy, like in terms of record? Because I have it at 11 and 5. Like, I, I don't think they're a 12, especially in the context of their schedule. I just I don't think they're a 12 win team. I don't think like they're this elite team. I think like, you can argue there's the the outcome there's the scenario for it like you can try to envision the path for it and make the case for it but like in terms of realistic expectation i just don't think this team is in that elite tier of the nfc i just think they're in the good tier yeah it's gonna be hard for them to get a first round buy in my opinion because i mean they had the advantage of playing in the craptastic nfc east so you get four easy games against washington and the giants which is nice to have during this period of washington and giants ineptitude like when you look at their schedule as a whole, like the combined winning percentage of the teams they of of their opponents uh, from 2019, it's 120. They're they're combined 124, 131, and one. So the overall combined winning percentage of all their opponents from a season ago is 486. But it's but it's skewed because Washington went what three and 13, and the Giants went what did they go four and 12 last year? So you get those two teams twice. So that skews that winning percentage. The Cowboys obviously went 8-8. Eight and eight. But you look at the schedule and the number of hard teams that they have. Like you got the Rams, who I don't think they're, I think they're on the on the downfall. But, you know, they're, they're a team that's been you – know, they're just in the Super Bowl two years ago. You have the Niners who were in the Super Bowl a year ago. You have the Steelers who we mentioned, you know, went 8-8 eight and eight without a quarterback last year. The Ravens were 14-2, and two, uh, had a first-round bye and the number one seed overall. Uh, the Cowboys, who they've struggled with, uh, obviously beat them last year, but they've, they've had their troubles with them. They've had their troubles with the Seahawks. They've had their troubles with the Saints. If the Packers, who were 13-3 and, and three last year, the, the Cardinals, who could be on the rise. So they have a lot of hard teams on their schedule. So it's going to be difficult for them to put together a record that's like, you know, like 14-2 or two or 13-3 and three or even 12-4 and mm-hmm. four that's going to get you a first-round bye. So I think... Uh, you know, that's going to be really hard to do, but I do think they can still win this division. By the way, you had them at seven and I'm sorry, you had at nine and seven. I have them at 10 and six. Is nine and seven enough to win the division again? Yeah, I kind of took the coward's way out and didn't mention that. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, uh, it's the stat that gets charted out way too much, and you already know it when I'm before uh, I'm about to say it, but there hasn't been a repeat winner in the East since 2004. Yeah. So, like, it's no sure thing. You can't just be like, oh, they're definitely going to win the division again because right. it doesn't happen. Like Teams don't do this in this division. So I don't know. I think the Cowboys are kind of good enough to where 9-7 and seven doesn't get it done. I think you might need that 10-win that mark. Like I said before, I think the Cowboys actually got slightly worse this offseason. Um, mm. But I think they also wild, – not wildly, but I think they underachieved last year. Like I thought they yeah. were better than their 8-8 eight eight record. You know, oh, for show, sure. Yeah, so like – I would expect them to have a bump just on that. And, uh, you know, if they do go nine and seven and they sweep Washington and they sweep the Giants and they split with the Cowboys and they're in a good position to win on a tiebreaker there. I don't know. We're maybe getting a little, <laughs> maybe going a little too far down a, a nonsense trail here. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, so you, I, I do would you say, have them. I, I would say that nine and seven is, uh, is probably not going to cut it in 2020. Okay. As yeah, it shouldn't so, uh, in any year, really. Yeah. I mean, it's what the Eagles have been what the past two years now. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and so, so I have them in the podcast exercise here—a third straight year of nine and seven, which is disappointing because they're not really making progress. 
in a sense. Yeah. Um, and it's I mean, another year of Carson Wentz's prime where you're going nine and seven. For sure. And so kind of looking at the big picture of it all, as I, I'm always want to do, like I feel good about the team in the sense of Doug Peterson is one of the best head coaches in the league. Roto World's uh, coaching rankings, which I always think are, are well done by uh, Roto Patrick Darty. Yep. Uh, does a good job with those. I think that's a really accurate ranking. He only had like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and uh, Sean Payton and John Harbaugh above him. And I think that's those are all that's fair. very fair. So you have one of the best head coaches in the league. You have one of the better quarterbacks in the league. We, we said last episode on here on BGN Radio, I think Parson Wentz is a top 10 quarterback. So I feel good about that. Obviously, the injury thing is always something you have in mind with your projections. Uh, you know, there's a big assumption if he's staying healthy. And uh, Jim Schwartz, I feel like you're going to get at least like a respectable defense out of him, just looking at his track record. So there's enough here where I think the Eagles' floor is like eight and eight, nine and seven. Like I don't think they're much lower than that, but I also think their ceiling just isn't as high as some might think it would be, and some as what ideally would hope to be after you know kind of these these kind of just you know nine and seven finishes. You're looking for another elite team. I just don't think the Eagles are that, and that kind of explains my disappointment with the team and the offseason as a whole. Like I don't think they've made the leap. Uh, that doesn't mean I think they're a terrible team. It just means like I don't think they've accomplished the high standard goal we should have for them. See, I think their floor is like five and eleven. Wow! But that's with a Carson Wentz injury. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Sure. Which yeah, is, I'm assuming Carson Wentz stays healthy. Oh, okay. If Carson Wentz stays, in, if he stays healthy, then yeah, their floor is probably somewhere around like seven and nine. I'd say a lot has to go wrong for them to be that, though. I would, I would think. Like you got a lot of other injuries somewhere else. If that happens, or Andre Dillard is just brutally awful. <laughs> yeah, kind so, of a big, kind of a big <laughs> X factor there. I mean, they're counting on a lot of different players to be, you know, really good this year. And if all of them aren't really good, then they're in trouble. Like they need Deshaun Jackson to be really good. They need Jimmy. Their, I have a question for you. Darius Slay. Sorry, go ahead. Is uh is hope a strategy? <laughs> hope uh, is not a strategy, as the saying goes, Brandon. Interesting. I mean, they have reason to believe that some of the players. Uh, that they have should be good players. They do not have good reason to think that some of the players um, that they're counting on can stay healthy over the course of a season. Just a quick one here. Like, let's get a percentage for <laughs> percentage for like all of these sixteen. This schedule to be played perfectly as is. Like, what is the chance that this schedule just gets fully played out just like it is? No delays. No whatever oh. due to the coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like greater than fifty? That's uh, that is outside of my realm of expertise. But uh, I would so like I think first of all, I will say that like the schedule, the way that um, it sort of got put together for the Eagles structurally, like forget like the actual opponents and how good they are because there's nothing. We already knew who their opponents were going to be, but just the way that they configured it for the Eagles, it's one of the best schedules that I've seen them get since I've covered the team and maybe the best schedule that I've seen them get. So of course it's not going to happen as is. <laughs> that is too true. But yeah, I would say that the, uh, that the idea that this NFL season is going to go off unfettered, um, sort of unaffected is uh, pretty optimistic. <laughs> I would say, I would say the, uh, the NFL folks are being very optimistic about that. Uh, and maybe uh, foolishly so. Any final thoughts to me? No. I mean, I guess I, I just made the point that I think it was very f- favorable for them. The one thing that I will note is that, um, you know, because they won the division last year, they get the first place schedule. So mm-hmm. they get the Saints 
and the Packers in those two floating games. The Cowboys get the Falcons and the Vikings. Uh, advantage Cowboys on that. Saints are obviously way better than the Falcons. I don't know that the Packers are much better than the Vikings. In fact, they might not be. Uh, but the Saints are obviously way better than the Falcons. Giants get the Buccaneers and the Bears. And Washington gets the Panthers and the Lions. So you mentioned the point about the you know no repeat uh, divisional champions since uh, 2004. Uh, Cowboys do have an advantage there. He's been Jimmy Kemsky. Follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. Read his work at Philly Voice. I've been Brandon Gowton. Brandon, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. B-R-A-N-D-O-N-G-O-W-T-O-N. As if you don't really know the spelling of my last name if you're listening to this somehow. Uh, and you can obviously read my work at BleedingGreenNation.com. Hey, one thing I've been wanting to say, Jimmy. Yes. Bleeding Green Nation uh, podcast, or sorry, Twitter feed is almost at 10K. 110K. What am I saying? I cannot. I'm fumbling. 10K. I was going to say, that's really not bad. that good. <laughs> yeah, 100K. So uh, let's get that bad boy up to 100K. You know, why not? We're almost there, like 97. So let's is do that. Is it now? I'm curious where, what, it, what, it, what it exactly is. Also, Jimmy, did you know I'm on Cameo? <laughs> I did not know that. It's true. It's in my Twitter profile. So if you want me to, uh, if for some insane reason you want me to give you a personalized video message, which I feel like Jimmy is definitely going to do now in some kind of trolley way. <laughs> how, uh, how much are you charging for that? I'm only three bucks, baby. Oh. <laughs> it's a bargain. It's uh, it's kind of fun. I have fun doing it. Some people have uh, sent me them and it's kind of just like fun stuff. Uh, whatever. Some Cowboys fans trying to troll me or some people trying to get me to say like uh, uh, Dak Prescott. And, uh, do you turn stuff down? No, I do, I do everything. Okay. So, uh, it's just, you know, I think it's a little fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so check that out too if you're interested in that. And uh, otherwise, make sure you subscribe, you know, rate, download, review, all those good things. Follow BGN Radio on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. And until next time. Goodbye, everybody. BGN.